This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. You know, I think he needs to keep trusting that three a little bit more. Um, but of course, you know, these, this is part of the process of getting them back. Um, you know, they were super physical on them, and I thought, uh, you know, in the second half, like us going to them in the post, even though it was only for a handful of possessions, kind of settled us and forced them to kind of come a little bit and. Um, he made it, made a good plays, and you know, um, just stuck with it. Right? Uh, Is Finchy McFincherson? You know what? Actually, I give me one second. Hold on, I have an idea. Hold on, Let's play some elevator music for ten seconds. Okay. Okay. Very curious what's what's okay. about to happen here. I mean, you're the one who looks like Chris Finch, so I don't know if Mackey is making a, 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 a wardrobe decision. Well, Finch, I think that's Finch what's basically brothers. Yeah, you guys are the same guy. <laughs> oh, he's got a flag. He's got oh, you got something flag. for us? He's got his own you flag. Got some? Oh, oh, it's your Aunt Edwards. It's your violation of the Mackey and Judd jersey rule. There it is. There it is. Mm. Biggest win of the season. That's the third time in the last week they've had their biggest win of the season. And there it is. There it is. Wave the towel. That's the playoff towel from last season, I believe, too. It's also my snot towel from whatever this oh, okay. uh, gunk is that I that, that uh, apparently I you, you admitted I, I on Purple Day that you you I gave, gave you that towel and the and, gunk and apparently. The gunk, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, but I mean, come on, what are friends for? <laughs> Blowing your snot into my wolves towel <laughs> I gave you. Uh, so they, gosh, they go on the road last night. How about this? So that was, I think, only the eighth home loss for the Warriors this season. Yeah, they won nine straight at home. Wow, it's the first time all season someone has held the Warriors under 100 points at home. Yes. They've been atrocious on the road, but they are still very much the Warriors at home this season. Mm-hmm. And nobody is giving the Wolves any respect. Bill Simmons <laughs> tweeted out this morning, or late last night, it must have been like overnight, just a horrendous dubs loss. They're like the opposite of Michael Corleone in Godfather 3. Every time I'm in, they pull me back out. And on this morning, I'm watching ESPN, right? The Warriors suffer a loss at home, right? I don't even think they mentioned who they played, right? <laughs> no, it was like, of course they didn't. the Warriors, they don't even know. They just played some team and melted down and tripped all over themselves. Couldn't possibly be what the Wolves did to them defensively or what Nas Reed did to them uh, as the big man off the bench. I just find it funny that, like, when the Wolves get rolling here, everyone has already made up their mind about them. That was a terrible trade last July. Or, look, see, they're off to a bad start. 
and they've just been completely dismissed by almost all of the national media. So, all right, that's fine. Yeah, it was a bad Dubs loss, I guess. But Well, for, first off, uh, Bill Simmons needs to be right about the Gobert trade because he was one yeah, of the harshest the critics. So, like, yeah, he's going to go to his grave saying, oh, that team's not not that good. But yeah. you know you know what the most impressive thing, and, and this is becoming a reoccurring theme, and I liken it to what the Wild is do- doing too, and it actually, I think, is a sustainable thing if you can if you are willing to continue paying the price. How many games are we now talking about for the first time in, well, certainly the, the history of any Mackey and Judd franchise, but even before then, that the key plays – are the defense and like that last that last play where Jordan Poole man is he an all or nothing type of player but where he threw the ball out of bounds if you go back and watch the inbounds pass Jaden McDaniels who otherwise had a lousy game and was in foul trouble very early but Jaden McDaniels I mean you can't see Steph Curry on your TV screen he's guarding Steph Curry Mm-hmm. And you can't see, like, Steph Curry looks like a, you can make out a little blue jersey or something like that. This comes back to just like the game in Dallas, though, to me. The headline is not, it's not the offense. It is it is the work of the defense. And on that side of the ball, and my God, is it fun to watch. It's It might not be sexy, and it might not be the most stylistically appealing thing. But when you're watching this team now sell out to play defense, how many Wolves teams can we ever even come close to having that conversation about yeah. like what we saw? And sometimes it's just an indictment on the league that they're, you know, it's an 82 game schedule and you're not going to play that level of engaged defense for all 82 games. It's part of the, the complaint that people have about the league. But if you, if you stacked every team in the NBA across the board and said, this team's going to play their best defense tonight, where would the Wolves rank? What is their best defense? It's, it's up there, man. It's like one of the, if, if every team gives the best possible Swarming clamps defense, the you know Gobert, Jay McDaniel's. By the way, we should do a new segment here, or someone should. I don't know. Maybe there's like a social media thing we could do. Uh, it's called "You've Been Clamped" by Jaden McDaniel's. In the last week, in the final seconds of close games, he clamped Steph Curry. Literally, could not even get the inbounds pass. Running through sixteen illegal screens. And there's Jade McDaniels just like Neo in the Matrix going through Draymond and all these illegal screens, preventing Steph from getting the inbounds pass. Then it was Trey Young. Trey Young couldn't even get the pass. They had to deviate to some other ridiculous shot in the corner. And then against the Knicks a week ago on this Monday here, 57-point performance. Oh, uh, actually, uh, and what's Anthony Edwards calling him? Seatbelt. I don't yeah. really understand that. but He locks seat- in. He locks, lo- he locks the guy he in. He locks you in. Okay. He's, yeah, you can't you can't get out of your seat or whatever. And uh, fifty-seven point night for Julius Randle, and he couldn't even get a look. The ball got stripped. So, so Jaden McDaniel's actually had one of his most disappointing nights of the season. He was in foul trouble from the get-go. I think he played nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Let me double-check that. He didn't play much at all, and he didn't play Ten well. Minutes. But he was unbelievable. In that sequence. Yes. But you can like, okay, he's having this nightmare game. He has one point, ten minutes, five fouls, where he's just in foul trouble. He had that ridiculously dumb temper tantrum where he spikes the basketball and and uh it's a technical foul. But then you bring him in and say, All right, we need you to make sure Steph Curry doesn't get the inbounds pass. How many guys in the league can prevent Steph Curry, Trey Young, Julius Randle from getting the inbounds pass or or getting a shot off in the final seconds of a game? It's incredible. And think about those three players, too. 
Like, like it's not like one common guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jaden McDaniels is great against the bigs. Like you're talking about three different players, and Julius Randle's a beast. Like, I mean, that guy. And and to go to just transition, like the ask there, I'm guessing is enormous. Hey, it's Julius Randle tonight, but we trust you because you're our best at, at this. Then it's going to be Trey Young. Oh, and then by the way, it's going to be Steph Curry. Like, how many guys in this league could you defensively? realistically say okay o- over the next week and a half this is who i want you to basically clamp down on yeah it's amazing it's i mean it literally is like every night there's just a new clamps victim and and jade mcdaniels is is putting a stamp on something uh, another thing that we we kind of mentioned after they beat the hawks just felt like cat was a little bit walking a little bit lighter playing a little bit more joyful i thought that continued he did not have a great game last night but he he doesn't sometimes when he hit, when he's off to a bad start or you know he's not getting the whistle or he's he's shooting like three for thirteen, it just spirals and he's he loses his head and he's like his emotional intelligence level can be very spotty from night to night. But I thought again last night he wasn't really getting right. He had a couple like palms up moments, you know. And, and I would say the refs were the refs were off their game at at portions last night. But he wasn't getting wrapped up in arguments with officials. He wasn't pouting or stomping around in anger. He was just playing basketball. And in the biggest moment of the night, Kyle Anderson comes up with, by the way, his fourth steal in the final quarter of that game. It's unbelievable. And Carl Anthony Towns, without any hesitation, just pulls the trigger on that three-point shot that basically wins the Wolves the game. Like, I don't know. There's there's something a little lighter and more joyful about this version of Carl Anthony Towns than the one we saw before the injury. Maybe I'm imagining things not so far no it's two games so so definitely uh small sample size but no he is he i think he appreciates being back and it's almost like i don't know if it was finch or a teammate uh but it's almost like someone basically said hey we just need you like you are so good as a player the theatrics don't work but you are so good the thing that struck me though again last night in in you know I am. It's the Wolves, so I am skeptical. But right now, what about the depth of this team, though? I mean, Kyle Anderson, arguably, I think, was the, if you were to pick a Wolves player of the game last night, his contributions were so huge, he he was that guy. And, and like, just go through this. And, the you know, the Gobert-Cat thing might not work perfectly ever. But when you can have a lineup that, you know, has Gobert and Cat, and then Nas comes in, and Nas has been, you know, he's been unbelievable. Like the depth now and the amount of rotations that you can bring in. I mean, Ant had a terrible game. He came back and had a terrible game. Mm-hmm. And they still won in Golden State. Yeah. Think about, like, to, to your point, and just the potential of this team, too, when you start to think about this. So last night, Carl Anthony Towns has the game-winning three. Gobert has 18 rebounds. Anthony Edwards comes back from the ankle injury. None of them were among the two best players on the court last night. You could argue that Mike Conley was the third best. Conley comes out and hits four threes in the first quarter right. and kind of sets the tone and then plays Clamps defense in the fourth quarter. Nas Reed comes in, drops 23 points. Nas was the only player for the Timberwolves that made more than five shots last night. He made 10. And then Kyle Anderson has five steals, four in the last 12 minutes, plus a bunch of points, assists, rebounds, et cetera. Um, and I think they've kind of locked in now to their, th- this is a 10-man rotation now. So no longer are you going to get the bumbling Jalen Noel minutes. You know, Austin Rivers is there for emotional support. 
He's not not a great player anymore. He's just there for emotional support. And then you got some of the young guys like Nate Knight, if and depending on what they do with like Josh Minot, if you need a guy off the bench, but but they've got their five, and then they're mixing in brilliantly. Torian Prince, Kyle Anderson, Nas Reed, Jordan McLaughlin's going to get his 15 minutes, and then uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And we were kind of wondering, yeah. so how are they going to wind up? Kyle Anderson and Gobert have great chemistry, and Kyle Anderson's kind of a glue guy. for the. He doesn't need shots, right? He can just kind of get out there and make sure the ball gets moving around. And And what they've done brilliantly is Kyle Anderson can be out there without a point guard. He can just kind of be your point guard. Um, I do wonder, and it was one game, but it did kind of feel like Anthony Edwards was just a complimentary piece off to the side for large portions last night. He also admitted after the game, and you saw this a few times, where he was just like sucking wind. (laughs) He hasn't played in a couple weeks or whatever it's been, and he admitted that he just felt gassed, out of shape, and happy to get the win. But it did kind of feel like, all right, Ant, go stand in the corner for half of this game. So I do wonder how they reincorporate him once he gets his legs back underneath him but you know even with that he was tied for the best plus minus in that game last night he was a plus 12 when he was on the court just being on the court and doing ant things was was good enough in in a game in which he wasn't all that great in the box score I think it's very safe to say this if D'Angelo Russell is on that team last night they don't win that game Mm -mm. I I think what you've seen now and and this again goes where, where you can't quantify this with a metric but I think what we're seeing now is look at the amount of glue guys, not superstars, not stars, glue guys. Conley is a glue guy. Conley will take smart shots, but he's not forcing shots. He takes shots when he is basically told, hey, go go ahead and shoot, dude. You're old. Um, Slow-mo, he's another guy. He does nothing that really features himself, but he does everything that that, that gets the, the best from Gobert or from Cat. Like, if you look at, at him play, I think what we're going to find now is he'll be a good fit with anyone he plays with because he's never thinking about his. He's always basically thinking, what can I do? He is the basketball equivalent of a grinder. Yeah. So I really think, though, w- what they've done and what that Conley trade did is it got you to a point now where you're, it feels like this team is far more professional and far less focused on who gets his. And I wonder if that has a fallout in a positive way on Cat as well. Yeah, that's that's to me that's one of the biggest blessings. And again, it's been this team could just as easily like come out and lose four games in a row or something. So I'm I'm trying to be a little cautious, but yeah. but these last three wins have been huge responses, and now you're back to sort of full strength. And you've got glue guys like Kyle Anderson and Mike Conley who are trying to bring things together and make sure that Cat and Ant like that they're that everything is is glued together I guess like I said um but I think cat unless he goes rogue at some point it's very obvious that they don't need you to save them just come in and be a really good player mm-hmm. and knock down some shots and do your cat thing it doesn't need to all the front the weight of 30 plus years of wolves basketball doesn't need to fall on your shoulders which is oftentimes how it feels another telling moment last night it's the second game in a row where cat makes the free throws against the Hawks and then he makes the three-pointer against the Warriors. And they then there's a timeout, and the opposing team is about to get the ball and try and win the game. And Finch immediately pulls Cat out of the game for the defensive possession, which I think in previous years, maybe, maybe that rubs him the wrong way, or maybe there's controversy over like, ooh, but why is Cat not out there for the final 
Or I think even like fans and media would get all up in arms about how, well, wait, he's your max player and he's not even on the court at the end of the games. Well, they, I mean, the Lakers pulled Shaq during his peak off the court for offensive possessions because he couldn't make free throws. You can't put Gobert and Cat on the floor against the Warriors in a final possession or someone's going to get a wide open three and you're going to lose the game. And so for, for that, for that to happen two games in a row, and Cat just has the biggest smile on his face on the sidelines because he just contributed to the offensive side. Now, some people might say, why is he not mad that he's like, shouldn't he be mad? No, he does, he, he's, not, he's not Tim Duncan. He's not Kevin Garnett. Like, he has limitations as a player, both physically and mentally, compared to the top, top players in the league. So the fact that he's okay with it, the team's okay with it, just put the lineup out there that's the best lineup in the closing seconds, and everyone's fine with it, and it works. That's a good sign. Yes, and is it, the thing that I noticed in Cat's comments too after the game against the Hawks, and it seems sincere because Cat can certainly give give you some some comments that don't come off as sincere. Was the need for Nas to play a lot? Like it see like he didn't seem like he he was trying to say the right thing. He seemed like a guy who who had, had watched Nas play is like, yeah, this dude is really good. Mm-hmm. And you know what Nas brings as a third sort of big there. But the versatility of his his game, and, and he, I think he also borders on being himself a glue guy as well, because he comes in, gives you what you need. Um, he certainly takes his shots, but they're often smart shots. Like he's not trying to force things. It's just there is a level of professionalism that I feel like we are seeing right now in the past few games that we just didn't see for a long, long time, and it was maddening because it was. It was previously like everyone had to get theirs. And and like I felt like Ant was like, no, 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 let's be a team. And, and Dilo's like, no, dude, I'm taking my shot. And, and now with Conley and this group, it feels like everyone sort of sort of gets it. Yeah. Um, which which does making zero promises here, just like you, but which does give you some hope, especially with this type of defensive play for playoff success. Well, the the Nash thing is so interesting because one of the biggest fears and and I think um, holes that you can poke into what the Wolves did with that trade last July is, well, you can't put two big guys on the court like that. What do you, what, not in today's NBA, right? You can't put Gobert and Cat. And now Nas Reed has emerged into the category of like really good big guys that you're going to play. Well, last night, and, and there's going to be games where you can't. I'm not saying that you can't. But I love that the Wolves kind of leaned into it. And not just last night, but the game against the Hawks, too. They're like, well, a lot of people are using our size as sort of this fear-mongering limitation that if you put a bunch of big guys out there, you're going to get run around and spaced out, and you're not going to be able to cover it all. There's going to be times where that happens, but the Wolves have basically said, well, the benefits outweigh the negatives. When we put it, when almost every second of that game last night, you had two big guys on the court. You either had Cat and Nas, Rudy and Nas, Rudy and Cat, and then there were times where you not only had that, but you had like Jaden and Kyle, and then like you had even your guards were were leveled up size wise. And uh, if you look at this game against the Warriors compared to previous encounters with the Warriors this season, it made a huge difference. The Wolves out rebounded the Warriors in that game last night, forty nine to thirty seven, and they held the Warriors to twenty eight points in the paint. Uh, I pulled up two of the previous games against the Warriors this year, and the Wolves did. So one of them was a 137-114 loss. The other one was a, a Wolves overtime win, actually, at home. But in both those games, the Warriors scored 50 points in the paint. 
So, and again, one of them was overtime, but the Warriors only scored four points in overtime, so it didn't make a big difference. So you basically cut the Warriors' paint points in half by putting a bigger lineup out there, and you out-rebounded them by 12. He, and to me, that was probably the difference. Like, your size, did you give up some open threes because Rudy couldn't close fast enough? Yes. But did the rebounds and the lack of easy point paints probably swing that game in your favor in the end and prevent them from scoring 100 points? Yes. Lean into your size. These guys are athletic, too, by the way. Like, they can all shoot threes except for Rudy. Right. So, I love it, man. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. If it was a play-in situation for the Wolves, cause I, and yesterday was a huge pivotal game because now they can still potentially get out of that play-in and, and have a chance to be a sixth seed or above. Uh, but let's say it's a play-in and it is at home and it's again against Golden State. And Golden State has been horrendous on the road this season. But it is still Golden State. Do you feel good about the Wolves' chances to win that play-in game at home against Golden State? Good no. Um. I don't think you can feel good against the Warriors in the playoffs or playing, but I feel like it's 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 kind of like the Clippers game last year. Yeah. I feel like all right, well, Paul George is probably going to go off, but we'll see what happens. I wonder how Vegas. I think it's very coin flippy. Yeah, I wonder how Vegas would look at it too, right? I mean, even as much as Golden State is really bad on the road, I wonder if still Vegas would swing it in their favor or not. And I also I think at this point, and again, there's like eight games left in the regular season, so things can happen. I don't know that I see. I think it'll either be the Warriors or the Wolves in the plan. I don't know if it's going to be both. Because for, for it to be both, the Pelicans, Lakers, Thunder, or Mavericks would have to climb over both the Warriors and the Wolves. Mm, okay. So I think, and I don't know, I just, unless, I mean, the Pelicans have won four games in a row, so strange things happen. But, uh, like, the Lakers got beat. Dude, the Mavericks just got smoked Ain't by a Hornets team that has nothing to play for. Ain't it fantastic? <laughs> Kyrie. It's working out quite well for them, yes. Uh, the Jazz have kind of bowed out. This is the crazy thing. So the Wolves are the Wolves are a game and a half out of the four seed, and they're only two games out of the 11 seed. So they're yeah. two games from being out altogether. But they're also a game and a half from hosting a seven-game series with home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. Hmm. If it's a target center, I'll take Golden State right now because I think that you can, like last night was a pretty good blueprint. You want you want the game to be as like, a, like you'll take them to win, or you what do you mean you'll no take like as an I, I think that the Wolves have a good I know I think the Wolves have a good chance against Golden State here, and here's why. Um, what you did last night was pretty impressive from, uh, you turned the game one into what you were trying to make that game often. Now, offensively, it was a really bad game, like from both sides, I thought, but defensively, if you can, if you can clamp down on Steph, which the Wolves are proving more and more, because I went to the game that, uh, Golden State, I think it was Steph had a really bad last second shot on. So the Wolves are proving 
more and more that they have the ability to at least give themselves a chance. And you know the guy who's just really scattered now, and I think it's just because he's old and he's been hurt, is Clay. You know, yeah, he's not the same guy. Clay can make some shots, but he doesn't scare me. He did it one time. He doesn't now. Yeah. So, and and Jordan Poole's a hell of a player, but man, he is just a roller coaster ride too. He can do some stupid things. So, if you were to give me Golden State in one game at Target Center, and and with the Wolves' current uh, health and depth, I think you got a pretty good chance. Another really thing too, chance. you want to get into the basketball weeds here. You want to go really deep, X's and O's. <laughs> The Wolves have two incredible defenders at running through screens. D'Lo was always kind of just like, you could swallow him up with a pick and roll game. I'm good, he said. Pretty easily. But if you watch the Warriors play offense this year or any other year, and like last night, it's Draymond Green handling the ball, doing a dribble handoff to Clay or Steph and setting a screen on whoever's defending them, and then those guys come just, boom, like just right around the corner of that screen, they'll put up a put up a three, right? And you're not going to be able to shut all of those down. But Mike Conley and Jaden McDaniels can kind of put a wrench into that. Again, you're not going to do it all the time, but those guys those guys get through screens and get a hand in a face or you know, make you pick up your dribble um, more often than I think the average defensive pairing does. So how many times last night did Draymond set a screen and Steph comes around and, oop, Conley's still there, or, oh, it's Jade McDaniels or Kyle Anderson, and then they have to continue the possession or whatever, and, and maybe they still wind up hitting a three with someone's hand in their face. It, you know, they're, they are the Warriors. But I don't think anyone has Warriors antidote, but the Wolves have a lot of ingredients that make life hard for the Warriors. I think yeah, it's fair to say that. Yes. Mm. Yes. And Draymond, man, the flopping. You, That's, yeah. you you would have to have a long conversation, I, I w- would hope, before the play-in game with the officiating crew about the amount of flopping that that well, guy Well, that one that they, they reviewed for a flagrant foul, it's like, okay, you got brushed upside the head. Yeah. But then he has to play it out for five minutes like he got knocked unconscious or That's something. Soccer. That's a soccer move right there. Because the if, if you get up right away, you're giving away that you flop, right? you yeah. got to make it, I guess. But he also did the towel act. Like, am I bleeding? Yeah. It's like, dude, you're not bleeding. Yeah. Calm down, guy. Calm down, guy. Too many reviews last night. I thought Michael Grady nailed it on the commentary. He's like, we've already seen three replays of this, and they just now announced yeah. that they're going to look at the play. Is there not a more efficient way to do this? Agreed. Agreed. Well, why can't – here's what I don't get. On a play like that, why can't N- New York have an answer so when the official puts his headset on, they're like challenge successful, Correct. challenge unsuccessful. Announce it. You don't or, need to be involved in some type of process of a conversation for a play like that. And you know, if we're going to go that far, if New York's just going to handle it, do you need to put your headset on? Can't That's they just cool. like send you a text or a buzz? Green light, or something? red light. Just a, it just lights up. <laughs> Green light, red light. Yeah. Or maybe there's like I get it. There's probably some explanation so you can speak into the microphone. But uh, but yes, the latest biggest win of the season for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And a shout-out to our friends. I don't know if wolves eat Nutrisource, but I'm sure they would love it. If you put a little bowl of Nutrisource oh, out, you're out in the the outstates of uh, you know area of Minnesota, maybe they would. But I, we know our dogs love Nutrisource. Maya Mackie just, I mean, think about how much you have to love Nutrisource to be this excited, as you can see on the YouTube channel, for the same meal every single day. 
And to be jumping in slow motion too. I mean, how how the discipline, very, the control. Yes. How very nice of her to play along. Look at that. This was look filmed at, at live speed too, and she's yeah. uh <laughs> look at jump dog. It's jump dog. It's Forget jump for man. Me. I love the tongue. Oh, and there is Stella and and her friend Ryder, who was just here for a couple days as well. And yes, they did. They dined on Nutrisource because they both love it. Absolutely fantastic. And then you got the training rewards treats, which are, are a hit. Stella already has gone outside. And, and who is this, Dex? Oh, we got Vinny with a new little dog bed, uh, upgraded his king-size wow, bed. So when, so when he's, I know, it, oh, having those treats, he's got his little new tiger that he dug out of the Target bag himself when we brought that home. I thought he was, like, digging into for looking for Nutrisource treats. No, he found a new toy in the bag that mom bought him for his Easter basket, and instead oh. he got it now. So he's uh, got a new bed. He's got new treats in his belly. He's doing well. Look at love that it. face, though. How can you not love that face? What a good boy. That's the, that's the content face of a Nutrisource dog right there. NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. Uh, a Flagrant Howls episode will drop today on this Monday as well. With Kyle and I, probably just uh, ranking all of the best Timberwolves wins of the season this week. You got so a few. many, to, so many to choose from. You got a few now, man. It's good. <laughs> yep. So, all right, uh, we'll hit you with some statements as well on Mackie and Judd today, and uh, over on Purple Daily, the latest reporting from the Star Tribune on the Kirk Cousins contract negotiations with some interesting new fodder. So, check that out too, Mackie and Judd.